0: over all of these years of my
1: whole life i'm almost noticing that like therapy is going back to the arts Mm -hmm. uh, not one have i heard like here's a math therapy class (laughs) (laughs) uh, here's a quantum physics therapy (laughs) class (laughs) what's going on everyone you're watching Emroy tv the place to be to move groove and grow and this is a special podcast uh it might not be just on mroy tv you might also be on vision paradox tv might be on the podcast as well and if you don't know if you didn't know i had a podcast what's wrong with you go check it out on spotify right now (laughs) so i'm on spotify itunes everywhere that you can listen uh podcasts, just look up emory bernardo or move groove and grow not emory tv because it's not tv so today we have an amazing guest we actually connected we've danced on a couple projects but we really got to connect on one of the things she's working on which is about dance movement therapy we have have the amazing vicky may alvarez okay and uh, she's had the chance to dance with academy of villains uh, competing and performing on so you think you can dance uh america's got talent and hip-hop international if you guys don't know what HHI is it's like the Olympics of hip-hop and it's it's like what two weeks like just to qualify for us and then the world's yeah Yeah, it's a two-week two-week thing and uh, not only that what really amazed me to bring her onto this is the work that she's doing with other people she's the current owner of a company called let's dance it out which is a dance movement program for adults with special needs so with that welcome Vicky May Alvarez to the podcast, yay! yay! I need a sound word. Okay, so um, I, I did a quick intro, but like, let's give the audience a little bit about your origin story about yourself, your social security—no, not about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> a little too much. Um, yourself, um, how you got into dance, and then how you got into the whole dance therapy space.
0: Yeah. Okay. So um, I'm from San Francisco. I. Um, has been dancing pretty much since I was five years old, and um, I've always had a passion for dance. Was on a bunch of different dance companies, um, but it wasn't until I had uh, a major injury. I had fractured my kneecap on um, Academy of Villains when we were on America's Got Talent.
2: You
1: It, it um, was it in the middle of performance.
0: It was during a rehearsal. Yeah. Shit. So did you um, dance with it? I did not. <laughs> no, I couldn't walk <laughs> after that. Wait, was
1: it part of like the, the, um, the, the recap? Like, oh no, our dancers.
0: Exactly. Oh. Yeah. It was like, we've lost a dancer. What are we going to do? <laughs> Crazy sob story. Um,
1: oh God, TV.
0: Yeah. So um, I, I had that injury and I realized, what am I going to do? Um, I can't, I'm not going to have this body forever. I, what if I can't dance my entire life? Um, So it really made me reflect and think about how I can create something sustainable for me, um, for my future as well. And so that's when I was thinking about physical therapy and I got into kinesiology and I actually went to Cal State Northridge um, as a kinesiology major, Mm -hmm. Um, but Paula Thompson, who teaches there, also um, clinical psychologist recommended that if I was interested in dance movement therapy, because I had just found out about it at that time, um, to major in psychology and minor in dance. And so, yeah, I ended up doing that. I was still taking all the dance classes there. So very active in that. Um, and yeah, so then I graduated and, um, ended up finding dance, movement therapy programs across the country Mm -hmm. um and i just decided to um check those out and pratt institute was something that i was interested in it's an art school um so i was really surprised to see a dance movement therapy program there something that's like so clinically based in an art school but that's actually what drew, drew me a lot more to that school um there's other programs where it's more like um heavy with uh the science um yeah Etc. But for this program, yeah, it really felt like something that, um, I really wanted to do because of the fact that it had dance, um, as an art there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, pretty much how I got to that. Let's
1: elaborate like on the whole thing of like dance movement therapy. Cause I feel like we're like, as we were talking about this prior is that therapy is entering a, uh, Kind of, it's in limbo where it's like, it's being t- talked about where it's okay to do it, but there's still the older generation where I feel like it's still stigmatized. Mm-hmm. It's in that weird space, uh, and then now, even to the uh, the idea of dance therapy, which is, I think, very much different from traditional therapy. Yes. Like, what's what? I guess the first thing, like what is the distinguish? Uh, what is the benefit of? Dance movement therapy versus traditional therapy.
0: Yeah, no, I I completely agree. I think that a lot of people when they hear that even hear the word therapy or counseling, um, they automatically believe like there's something wrong with me. Yeah. Um, Which is unfortunate that society um, constructs it like that. Um, in all these years, but um, that's also another reason why I love dance therapy is because it's this kind of alternate this ex- this um, other sort of expressive art therapy yeah um, so basically the difference between that um, dance therapy and um, like traditional therapy yeah. would be that dance therapy is mostly nonverbal um, and in regular therapy it's like it's talk therapy you know you're sitting there talking to your therapist about you know yeah. all of the things you need to you know process etc um, but with dance therapy you're more so using your body and movement mm-hmm. um, and then from there on you know whatever it is that your that your therapist helps you um, guides you through then you can you can then process that yourself whatever your experience was in the session
1: huh do, do you feel like it's well, I feel like it's sometimes hard to talk about things mm mm-hmm. because there's like you know there's that resistance and that means you have does that come up with that kind that kind of resistance, you know, when it comes time to move?
0: Yes. I, I will, in my experience, um, it's also, I mean, even when I tell people I'm a dance movement therapist or, you know, in training, um, it's, they, they start to get a little um, intimidated because of the word dance. And they're like oh so does that mean i have to dance is that are you do you teach choreography like what's that yeah what's the session gonna look like do you just is it like teaching a class um but it's not like that at all whatever comes out of the session is your authentic movement Hmm. um and so yes there has been um a lot of instances where resistance is present because of the fact that um, there's so much stored in our bodies and in a way, it's actually even more vulnerable to feel that inside than to talk about it. Um,
2: That's true, I agree.
0: Yeah, and and with my last internship, I worked with um, adolescents, teenagers, with dual diagnosis, um, substance addiction, and uh, mental health, and it was quite challenging working with that population. Um, Extremely grateful for the opportunity, and I I loved it, actually, but, yeah it it was it was challenging because they um for for this population um substance was something that they used to cope um and on for all of the you know experiences and trauma that they've experienced and um when you're using a substance you're basically like covering up what's really there right it's like it's like a like a band-aid in a sense where um you're trying to mask mask that and yeah, it doesn't
1: really it doesn't really handle the actual cancer so to speak.
0: Yeah, yeah. So you're you're not dealing quite with the issue at hand. Yeah. Um, and so with dance therapy it's all about being in the body and they're so used to not being in the body.
2: Oh um, yeah, and okay. so
0: that can be that can be quite difficult. But um, I have seen a lot of progress and I've seen a lot of change. Um, and I you know, it's it's quite it's so rewarding um seeing that and I actually um see a dance movement therapist myself um
1: like so you it's not just group I I automatically thought it was group sessions because normally like dancing from our experience Uh has always been a group setting I didn't even think of like one-on-one
0: yes yeah um and I was curious about that too because I was more so leading groups than leading in like individual sessions yeah um so that actually was what sparked me to be like, what, maybe I should go see a dance movement therapist, too, um, so I can experience that. I, I want to try this, right? too. Yeah, it's actually really interesting. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's just, there's, I don't know, there's there's so much that happens um, in those sessions. Um, yeah, because
1: one thing I really like that you said, because it's like you feeling it in your body, because one thing I love saying is, like, your body is... You, the, the you're the living subconscious mm-hmm. so to speak because we don't have to think about a heart breathing our subconscious exactly. does it we don't have to think about the blood flowing our subconscious does it right. and then a lot of our, the things that we carry from I don't know, trauma and all that stuff um, is just is carried throughout the body and then just from a lot of people who talk spiritually but I've also talked to like therapists it manifests yes. one way or another so like that's why it it intrigued me like the whole movement because it's you know one thing to talk but it's it's i feel like that's also our us consciously talking about it but then to take that part of the brain away just and just moving it Mm -hmm. i think that's like the i think the gate the the gatekeeper is always our is always our like our conscious mind versus the subconscious mind
0: yes because we're
1: always judging ourselves
0: sense oh completely yeah yeah it's interesting that you say that because uh trudy shoop she's like one of the pioneers of dance movement therapy said your body is a blabber mouth
2: ha. and
0: <laughs> um and i i see that all the time it's like you can't like you can lie and you can use your words to yeah. you know pretend something it's or in denial, whatever it is <laughs> but like your body can't lie like your body's gonna do what it does yeah um, body
1: language and everything yes right?
0: exactly and not like just as much as there's verbal communication there's so much in the nonverbal. verbal yeah. I think I read it somewhere that your conversations are like 20% verbal, verbal. and 80% percent so, nonverbal, verbal right yeah, yeah. so it's like dude like that's, actually had that's a, so much I had
1: a huge uh, debate on someone on the, online because one of my popular uh, videos is called how to be an active listener
2: yes yeah. and then
1: uh, she's like no like wrong this whole video is wrong most of your talking is done verbally uh-huh. but then I told I replied um, saying that Try saying "I love you" in an angry tone and looking saying no, versus angry oh. uh, saying yes in a happy tone,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and then it, it, it lands differently.
2: It's completely. because
1: so, I remember in, in, with my ex, um, but one of the things just bring your past experiences, it's like I would say like, "Yeah, but I did it because I love you," mm. like, and it's different. Your body's
0: saying something else. Body and tone. Yeah.
1: Versus yeah, that's why, like, um, I like that because it, our body getting into our bodies and out of our heads right. is and i think that's something that i feel like we knew a long time ago mm-hmm. as humans but then we got into this construct that not to trust our bodies to stuff down our feelings and now i feel like we're coming into a more uh aware state of mind yes, i feel like right. in the next 10 20 30 years it's going to be self-care is going to be very important um mental health is going to be very important I feel like it's, you know, despite the crazy political climate right now, I feel like in the grand scheme of things, human beings are being louder in terms of trying to make good change. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, I want to talk about quickly is just the whole stigma uh, on therapy or just mental health in general. Because, I mean, when we were younger, mm-hmm. uh, like, we're only 26, 23. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> when, we were, I, when we were younger, like, we didn't even think about that. We just, like, no. uh, it just stuffed it down and yeah. just kept going. Maybe because, I don't know if you had immigrant parents. I had immigrant parents They're like, you, you're sick? Go to school. <laughs> exactly.
0: Yeah, put some Vicks on. Like- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some Vix you're on. good. You're yeah. good. Yeah.
1: So, I, but what I'm really fascinated now, not just, the like, our generation, but even the younger kids – are more aware about mental health and yeah. all that stuff like what um, are your thoughts to the people who try to stigmatize uh, well the, what are your thoughts around the stigmatization if that's the word mm-hmm. on mental health and therapy and what are you what do you think our projections are in your opinion
0: yeah I mean like I said earlier it's like it has this negative connotation that if you go to therapy something's wrong with you yeah um, and I just, I mean, I, I, I'm thinking about, like, I'm actually work, about to work on my thesis. Um,
2: Ooh.
0: I know it's going to be some work, but, um, <laughs> I've, I've really been thinking about how, um, trauma can move through different, like through the generations of your family. Oh, um, yeah. Transgenerationally, um, and affect like an individual, Okay. um, even if it was their ancestors who had to endure whatever that was from their you know from their original country yeah um and I mean speaking as like my my mom and my dad were um immigrants as well so I'm really taking a look at that and and seeing how um how and like why like that's been such an issue to be like we're just going to suppress all of our feelings (laughs) and like we don't talk about this. Right. Um, and not to say that we're, you know, like, I mean, I feel like, um, Filipinos, especially like are, you know, have so much strength built up because of the fact that we've had to bounce back. Um, you have a lot of
1: perseverance. Exactly. Yes.
0: Yes. Um, and resilience too, you know, it's just all of this. So, um, yeah, I think it, it is interesting. I think that um, the the concept or like the construct of um, therapy being uh, like a negative connotation or a negative thing is that um, it comes from like from like from past generations, um, and also I mean society's constantly telling us to just like keep working, especially in America, where it's like we don't get like the breaks and vacations that we need, and yeah, yeah, it's. Yeah terrible but i mean a lot of the time we can't really control that right so what do we do to take control of our lives and i feel like therapy is something that you can do like amidst all of the chaos and you know sadness and cruelty in this world like how can you still find ways to to have joy um Mm. and to live your life Mm. like and to have this vitality yeah you know
1: i mean that's tough because like i almost feel like because there's this dream or the soul that like you're supposed to if you earn the money and all that stuff that's where the joy happens but then in that they sack they they actually lose a lot of themselves because they're chasing a dream that's maybe not meant for them
0: totally not even there's the american dream right the american i've told i've been talking about that so much lately and really with my mom like she's so um adamant about me like
1: getting a house pick a yeah there.
0: and like settling down and like having all of this <laughs> and it's like yeah i know you want you know more grandkids <laughs> at this point it's like i'm yeah i'm focusing on like my own mental health and um something that was interesting to me that one of my professors had told me about um like something that for like she went through um uh, with a client was like them feeling that they um they were sad and they felt this like depression mm-hmm. but knew for some reason it wasn't theirs and i was huh. like whoa that's interesting wow. and so that's what really like got me to be like wait where did so where did this come from right like ancestors like the past they, generations like all of these
1: they felt the they felt that's really a, some next level self-awareness because they, knew it, is, they yeah. knew it was a pro, it was a projection yeah holy shit um so most of the time people just take it and then they own it like it's theirs. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so I mean, just even that, like and to go to to go to therapy and real and to find some insight about yourself, like, there are so many things you can talk about in therapy. Like literally relationships, family, like work, school, you know, um all all of these things. We all go through grief. Like yeah. we all go through sadness. We all go through joy. You know, all of these things just as much as um whatever there's a spectrum of emotions that we're feeling yeah. and for me my personal experience is that therapy has really helped me even in the days that I don't want to go mm. <laughs> actually are the days that I find the most um the most impactful mm. um and and I think that's just like true to I don't know I think human nature is to be like if something's going wrong you don't want to talk about it if you, you're feeling sad but- you don't like subconsciously like your mind like pushes it to the back and you just and it's kind like...
1: of you kind of just isolate and shut down
0: yeah yeah
1: but that's where it really matters yeah exactly. i i i feel that because and one thing i always say because I, I i if it wasn't for a, a huge variety of therapy like, i tried like one thing i always say is like therapy only works if you're willing to put in the oh
0: work. 100%. Because, like, I've yeah. always
1: heard people, and not, not always, I don't want to say it like that, but, like, I've heard opinions of, like, like so, no, therapy doesn't work, or, like, mm-hmm. first off, have you tried it? Second, how serious did you take it?
0: Right. Because it's and third, a, which modality did you use? Because mm, if it's verbal therapy, not everybody likes to talk. Some people are mute. Like, some people can't talk. Yeah, So, that's true. it's okay, just... That's- like, you know, there's and that's what I love about dance therapy is that it's one of the many options that yeah. we have now. There's art therapy, drama therapy, music therapy. Yeah. That's... Um, you know, like all like the list goes on. Um, but it's it's yeah, it's just this other way to express yourself. And not everybody learns the same is you know, is something that I've noticed over all of these years in my whole life. I'm
1: noticing that like therapy is going back to the arts. Mm-hmm. So, uh, not one have I heard, like, here's a math therapy class. <laughs> so, uh, here's a quantum physics therapy class. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's do, a... Uh, there, yeah, uh, chemistry that would, therapy. Chemistry therapy, fucking blow shit up. <laughs> breaking bad style.
0: Sublimation, that's a good one, though, actually. I mean, it's... What's know, sublimation? It's like when you have a lot... Like, I don't know. Whatever, if Whatever angst or um, uh, intense feelings that you're having, mm-hmm. you... Um, use that and uh or you use what is it (laughs) i'm like trying to figure out how to say this i'm gonna start over with that um sublimation is basically uh whatever intense emotions that you're feeling Mm -hmm. using some sort of outlet to express that in a healthy manner okay Um, so so
1: not breaking stuff
0: uh, you can. Okay. I mean, if that's healthy, if you're in a room, have you heard of like record rooms? Record rooms, yeah. That's sublimation right there. You're so angry, you need to do something and that's movement. You know, what, that is movement. That's
1: one thing that's like that fascinated <laughs> me because I saw that and I saw like a, a, a two different tests. I think it was Brain Games
2: or something. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no. It was a, it was a different YouTube original. Okay. They showed the difference of someone who was got really angry. They were put into the rage room mm-hmm. and then they are put into and then another group Split test of the group. They just sat there and thought. Yeah. And then they found out the person, the people that were angry, were more likely to be more violent. Oh. It, it just this it is like a like a like a very small you know study. yeah small study. It, it was an experiment because for entertainment, yeah. but it was interesting because they, because uh, they essentially wrote like, the the, the synopsis was like they wrote uh, an essay, but then someone from the other like party, so to speak criticized it and then shared there was like there was like if you're a feminist the antagonist was was Uh, misogynist uh and conservative or liberal whatever whatever to trigger you to get you mad and then whatever test you were in you had to sit there for 20 minutes or you had to you got to break stuff and then once you came back from that relief Mm -hmm. uh, you had the option to electrocute him oh wow and then they found out the people that were in the break room were more likely to electrocute him and they, they, he wasn't really getting electrocuted but they had sound boards to make it seem like he was getting right. hurt
0: Yeah, yeah. so yeah. and then
1: they're like oh yeah like give it some more like oh like, you had the option of like one for a little pain ten for a lot and they're going uh... seven, eight, nine and the other one was like nah he, like, he has his own, like the people who are quiet were like none he has his own opinions I
2: respect that Interesting.
1: so it's like so that's what fascinates me like and that's where I'm like mixed emotions about I'm glasses I am mixed emotions about like break rooms because it's like it's a good temporary relief and I know that feeling because it feels so good to punch stuff yeah but I also I'm also well aware from like my own experience of when I've let myself go down that path of continual like that easy path of just punching stuff it's like it brings out more aggression
0: that's interesting Yeah. yeah I think it's um I think what's important though is that you become aware of, of what's happening mm. because a lot of the time when we have when we're upset or you know have this reaction we don't think about it right we just do yeah and um, in that case I've been working with um, some of the populations that I have um, if I if I notice that you know there's some something that they need to get out of their body um, some like one really common thing is to throw ice, oh. um, and because it's you know it's not going to hurt anybody. You, yeah. throw, you, know, you can throw it at the wall, and you know you have you can have that impact. You feel that
1: impact, yeah. Um,
0: and but instead of just like blindly throwing it, what I'll do is you know I'll have them really think about like you know, what is this representing? Mm.
2: What am I, what
0: am I getting rid of? What am I throwing out of my system that I, that no longer serves me? Got it. Um, And then when you go into that, it's like, you know, you you start, because psychologically you're like, well, I'm now I'm processing, like, what is it exactly that I was upset about or angry, you know? Um, Yeah.
1: yeah. I I, I like that because now there's intent. There's like a a focus on the energy versus like blind rage. Exactly. Because it's like, for me, like I went through, through like, I had to do 52 weeks of anchor management
0: mm. so
1: and, like and that, that honestly like i loved that program because it was like it was humbling because like um i went i went th- into situations like where people did have a worse, but it was also like it was good learning from their experiences and the tools that i learned from there. It was just amazing yeah. um but yeah and like that's i love that there's uh you're putting the energy towards something with intent and stuff instead of uh hurting someone, so shit um
0: and that's that takes a lot of work to do um especially like i do want to say like that's it's not easy to just stop and be like okay why am i mad who's making me angry right now right like oh. but that's what breath and all of that is a mm. meditation yes and yoga, I was actually, like, actually, do you meditate or you, do you
1: guys do you guys practice meditation or yeah anything?
0: yeah that's um so also i mean like each dance therapy session, um, is, uh, unique. So depending on, I mean, as a, as a dance therapist, you'll look at the situation, like where this client is from or, um, like what, what they're coming to treatment for. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, based on that, you'll have certain, maybe there's like certain objectives that you have. Um, and so, i mean maybe if it's if there's somebody who's you know constantly like, suffering from anxiety and they have a lot of thoughts that are just spinning and yeah, constantly yeah, yeah, yeah. going meditation is so great for that really? um because it helps you to stay present and to and to be aware of your thoughts like so clearly um to see them and notice like they notice it without any judgment as yeah well.
1: i was about to say like because i can i can definitely relate to that like in terms of like noticing the thoughts and then like wanting to react
0: yes yeah. yeah and your thoughts affect your feelings right um so it just just as much as like you know your your feelings also affect your thoughts and so it's just like if you if you can conquer that like knowing and not, and not adding any judgment to any of the thoughts that you have then you can be like well that's not a problem like i don't need to worry about it um as much and so then it helps to you know self-regulate and um with the bodies but yeah i mean meditation can be used like certain yoga poses can be used oh yeah um, oh, dude
1: i'm loving yoga i used to, yeah. I, I just used to just do it for the stretching benefits and but then uh, now i get the breathing part i'm like okay. oh i get it now yeah it is, it's actually feels like my body feels good but now when i actually do the breathing properly like there's a certain lightness yes i feel throughout the whole thing it's yeah like, and um and i love this because you're probably the well, I since I started doing this again, you're, like, the second person to say, like, oh, we med- I meditate because mm-hmm. it helps out. It's, like, I love how meditation is becoming, like, super mainstream.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, Because, I mean, I've been preaching it to my dance company, Family Business, since 2012. Oh. And, like, before every rehearsal, uh, we had to meditate.
2: Really? Yeah.
1: It was, like, it was always a requirement because I told it was always, like, to leave everything out, yeah. to be present, to kind of relax you from the stressful day. Mm-hmm. It was only five minutes, and I, it was – sometimes me guiding it or sometimes just like waterfalls you know some white noise Mm -hmm. and then they would always be like like i loved hearing them say like oh emra i can't look i'm looking forward to meditation today like or like oh that i needed that and because it's it's the the nice little quiet time for yourself yeah for some and it's also like one of my favorite things because i was doing it to help help um learn how to sit with what makes my anger reactive Mm. Um, And then I noticed, like for me, what uh, lessons I I learned from it is you learn to sit with it and not react, and then let it go.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: So then that's what I think is like the most like was good because it's very like uh, metaphorical to the breath because it comes and it goes.
2: Oh yes, I love that.
1: Yeah, and like very much I always say like at every rehearsal, it's like if you can't if the simple focus of the breath, and if you're not able to focus on that, you uh, how can we expect you to like focus on the more complex things
2: yeah
1: and uh so now I, I said breath controls the mind mind controls the body yes because it's like yeah, I, I love it because i got into it because phil jackson did it
0: oh uh, cool
1: <laughs> phil jackson did it to michael jordan and the bulls and then yeah. i was at I, I i was studying to try to figure out like like how do i make a good team not not like super talented but like i'm trying to make like trying to make them fall in love with the culture of the mm. team and like so I, I was doing like I was mimicking all these things in meditation um um primarily meditation really yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that was the biggest game changer and what made us different as
2: a team
0: yeah yeah i mean i i mean i was like always into yoga it was like dancing and i was like meditation i can do that and then i tried <laughs> it and was like oh my god this is so hard like i would start to like I think I
1: was using um, Headspace. Oh, Headspace Headspace. is great. Headspace. So this is not a sponsored video, but Headspace. (laughs) If you see this video, cut me a check. (laughs)
2: Like
1: 10%? (laughs) It's something. (laughs) Uh, And and I I used Calm, not a sponsored. I used (laughs) Calm.com. For a year, not a paid <laughs> advertisement, but calm.
0: You you're a student. To do. <laughs> you got a discount on Headspace. So no, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah you were saying. Um, so anyway, yeah, no, I did try it, and at the at the beginning, it was so it was so hard. Even um, with
1: the guided voice. And even everybody. with the
0: guided voice, I was like still thinking about my own thoughts, and then there's a part where you know you have your own breathing exercise, and you go through it, but um, I just yeah. So when I tried, I was like, oh, I can do. You know 15 minutes but sitting there 15 minutes actually it's quite intense <laughs>
2: so I was like okay I'll work
0: my way up I'll do five I'll do five I'll do ten and then you know eventually but um yeah I think that's really great I've been seeing articles too about how um some schools are now implementing meditation instead of detention, instead of detention. Yes, I love like, that. why wasn't I a child at that time um but, that,
1: that kid could be a lot happier versus reprimanded.
0: Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, and and having those kind of like coping skills to be like, you know, I'm really angry right now instead of f- starting a fight with somebody is like, Well, let me just let me take a break. Let me take a moment, go focus on my breath, take ten deep breaths, whatever it is they need to do, and then come back in the space and then they can talk about it and resolve it. You know?
1: Yeah. I think I think that's one thing that we're not really taught is how to cope. Yeah. We just are taught to push through yes. and then sometimes that comes in the form of anger because mm-hmm. I mean because a lot of us um, relate taking a break as giving up or quitting or and that's like and we have such a uh, an awkward and twisted relationship with failure or giving up or taking a break it's like
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know it's really taking a moment to take care of yourself like literally like a timeout in the middle of a game I don't know if you like basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. yeah, like in the middle, like it's literally take like a timeout in the middle of the game when things are going wrong. You call a timeout. Yeah. And like especially like, in relationships, timeout. I need to take a walk, whatever.
0: Exactly. So
1: then I think it's this, is, um,
0: it's this thing called the pause button. Yeah. Have you heard I, of? <laughs> so, uh, what is it? Seven Habits of Highly Effective People or something? Uh huh. One of them, I think, is like you literally pause right here. Yeah, like you push this. I don't like, remember pause. that at
1: all. <laughs> I gotta re I gotta reread it. It's been years.
0: Yeah.
2: Same. So, um...
1: <laughs> In regards to um, self-care, or more rather coping mechanisms, um, I, I think it's hard to implement that, now I remember, um, is if you're not aware of what's happening. Like, when you're angry, like you said, it takes a lot of work to stop in the middle of that intense moment because you're you in that fight or flight mode. Yeah. So like, So, the coping mechanisms are good. Like, how would you start teaching someone to become self-aware in that intense moment.
0: Mm. I think for that, it's like all of, all of the kind of like psychoeducation you can give somebody before the event happens. Right. Like you talk to them about, you know, maybe you can sit and talk about like what, what, first of all, like do you have any coping skills um, or coping mechanisms? Um, And then once they are able to identify those, okay, so these are the things that you, you know, you can go to. These are your go-tos whenever you feel yeah. angry, upset, you know, frustrated, anxious, etc. cetera. Um, these
1: coping mechanisms are either productive or not. Like sometimes some people cope by punching a wall.
0: Ah, yes. Okay. So identifying healthy coping mechanisms. Okay. And and then from there, it's, you know, I think it's, it's more about finding what works for that person. Yeah. Because... The therapist or whoever you know counselors helping them in that they could easily say, well, this you know this is this is what to do.
2: Yeah.
0: But it's more of a question of like, so how can you make this work, right? Yeah. It's your. I mean, this is your life, yeah. right, as the client. Like, so they like, need to now they, are like, they oh, shit, need to figure, out. figure out yes, and if they're motivated enough for change or wanting that you know to change you know switch their habits up, then like you said, if they're if they have the um, motivation to do it themselves, or willing to um, to dive into that, then you know that choice is up to them. Yeah. Um, so really, it's just kind of offering. Yeah. What you know? What can you do? How can you implement this? How do you know? Um, also, another great thing about dance movement therapy is identifying where in the body you feel what you're oh, feeling. So yeah. right. So like your feelings also affect your body, right? Yeah. Psychosomatic system, um, symptoms yeah. come up. You know, maybe if, you know, a lot of kids when they're younger, they're like, oh, mom, I have a stomach ache. I can't go to school. They might actually be sick. But the reason for that, like the underlying reason is because they're anxious about, you know, some bully trying to take their lunch or something mm. like that.
2: Um,
0: and so in really, so, it does manifest a stomach ache <laughs> because you're feeling that way. And so wow. what I like what I've done in the past is during groups, like if they were activated or something, you know, felt triggered, you um, They identify the emotion and then identify where in the body do I feel it. Yeah. You know, I'm anxious. Well, what happens when you're anxious? Well, I'm, my heart is pounding really fast. That's an indicator of I'm about to get really anxious right now. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, your palms get sweaty (sighs) when you're angry, right? Because
1: like how you bring me up, because I'm like, now I'm thinking about my, I know, I know which, my, which parts like mine's my chest Mm -hmm. and my head gets really pressured. Yes. Pressured. And my, I could feel my heart pounding. Yeah, that's like the main parts. I can feel my head pounding right now just having to think about it. So like,
2: oh, oh, come back, come back, (laughs) Woosa. Yeah. Actually, I
0: will add this. Um, Something I learned from one of the therapists I've worked with. I catch the time um, being like one eleven, two twenty two, three thirty three, four forty four, five fifty five. All of those times, I see them all the time for some reason. I don't know why, but every time I catch it, I always take a moment th- to stop whatever I'm doing and take three deep breaths. Huh. And it's my way of just being like so present and in the moment. It's
1: almost like, oh yeah, that's a really that's a nice little. Yeah. Heart.
0: Throughout the day, I'm like constantly knocking off things on my to-do list, running errands, you know, working, da-da-da, like you're moving, all these moving parts. But, um, you know, if I look at, and I'm constantly looking at the time too, so when I see the time, I'm like, oh. Like I gotta take this time to take That's my 3D cool. breaths. and I can tell when I'm like when I'm rushing it too, and I'm like, oh, I'm like in a hurry, I need to get this done, but it's like this discipline to have,
1: uh um, like like that. I, I'm thinking like the grandmaster telling their student to like slow down.
0: Yeah, there's no
1: need to rush. What type of people do you normally know work with? Is, is it just?
0: Um. Well, right now, so I, you know, I do um work with my special needs program. Um, let's dance it out. Um, <laughs> follow us on social media um, so I work with um, developmental disabilities there and while I don't say it is, um it's not a therapy class, it's not dance therapy um, we do say that the movement itself is therapeutic mm. um, in that program as well we help to promote social, emotional and cognitive skills so there are some overlaps in that yeah. um, But so that's a population I um, work with with a program um, I've worked with, um, like I said, the adolescents um, with dual diagnosis. Um, i have also, uh, right now, am working at a hospital um, in the behavioral medicine unit um, doing inpatient uh, psychiatric mm-hmm. um, clients. So, adults, teenagers, teens and adults. <laughs>
1: have you had, like, I guess dancers join you as well, like, Therapy, therapeutic sessions. I almost feel like you know, my my, I guess opinion or judgment, whatever, lack of new uh, naivete, or whatever, is like I feel like dancers would be judgmental of dance movement therapy because they're dancers.
0: Oh wait, what do you mean by judgmental? Like, like, like
1: oh, like why do I need to do dance therapy? I'm already a dancer. Like how ah, does it help me? Yeah. I'm already dancing. You know what I mean?
0: Right. Um, that's interesting i i would say that it's even more so that they would choose dance therapy because it's something that they're familiar with mm. um because i mean us as dancers know how therapeutic movement can be oh yeah um and look and, how young we
1: look yeah <laughs> we're 23 everyone
0: <laughs> so i mean for me like i i i mean i don't want to assume for all the other dancers but if I, if I were to be like, oh, I'm going to, you know, I have to do therapy and I had the option to do verbal or nonverbal, I'm going to do nonverbal because
2: True. the
0: dance is something I, yeah, I've i already, I'm, yeah, I'm familiar with and that I do. Um, and I have seen some overlaps too. Like there are some teachers that I've taken class from. Um, like Gaga, Have you ever taken those type, sort of classes? No, that style is quite interesting, um, but there's a lot of sort of improv and like finding the body and like really like knowing it, kind of inside and out. Wow! Um, and there's a lot of a lot of that um, that um, kind of brings up the authentic movement, huh. and that in itself is is healing. I feel like um, so, yeah. it just.
1: I guess for an outsider, uh, what, what, what is authentic movement?
0: Mm, um, like genuine movement that comes, uh, without any sort of like judgment or, um, intention. Like it's just, it's raw. Yeah. Whatever comes out, comes out. So it's, it's sort of like improv. Like yeah. that thing just happens. You don't really have an intent for what you're going to do. Um, but it just, it flows. It just comes. Yeah. yeah. Dang.
1: That's cool. Like I'm aware, of, like so a couple of friends of mine are trying to, uh, not necessarily do a th- dance therapy thing, but they're trying to do like a, an event, where you just kind of like share your story, and then you kind of you kind of read it, but then you interpret it as a dance. So I don't know. Like I I am like almost compelled to like link you guys up because it's like because <laughs> yeah. then you you would come from the space of you know, working with people in the therapeutic sense Mm -hmm. and they're just doing it. So it's an outlet. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's that combination.
0: I think the thing with that though, is to be careful about what you're like, what you're evoking in these people, because Mm. if you are facilitating, let's say a group um, without the therapy, the therapy background, um, you're kind of asking your participants to open up a can of worms um, without them knowing that you're going to be able to close it back. Oh. So see
2: it, see it.
0: that can be, yeah. um, I, would, I would just say, like proceed with caution in, in those situations just because um, therapy is a very vulnerable place, especially with movement. Like I said, it's like a, um, feels, you know, it's a, it's a very intense process to go yeah. through. Um, And so if you're asking somebody to, you know, go somewhere and, in a a sense, process that, whatever experience or trauma, whatever that is, you have to be able to know that you're going to be able to hold the space for them um, and make sure that they don't leave um, triggered or, you know, like, um, dysregulated um, and you know, who knows where they're going to go after this. They're going to hop in their car oh, and shit. drive off somewhere. We're in LA. So like <laughs> somebody has got to have a car um, and traffic, <laughs> Oh god! but you know, so it's yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. want to make sure that if you're going to open the book, you, you've got to close it at the end mm. as well. Um, that's, I mean, I think it's great with, you know, what they're trying to do, but yeah.
1: yeah that would be... Okay. See, that's the perspective of like someone who doesn't know, you mm-hmm. know, the whole area of, I don't know what I don't know. Yeah. So like, it's, you know, it, the, the, that's why I felt. I thought it was cool. Like I, I also thought like there's got to be something missing, or,
2: you know, um,
0: or at least you know provide resources or something that they yeah. can do because that stuff can get really emotional, um, at times. So just just to have that, that extra cushion and the backup um, to make sure that they're supported.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, because I mean, God, I, don't, I can only imagine now if things take a, a right, right turn. I'm like now I'm jumping to conclusions of worst case scenario.
0: Well, I mean, it's good to think about that though, because you, you do want to, you know, have all of your um, what's the word? Let's yeah, yeah, something like, that. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, because, yeah, because yeah, yeah, it's such a sensuous, what I'm appreciating now, like now that we're older dancers, there's like a level of appreciation for self care that yeah. we didn't have, so that's why I kind of appreciate that they're that they're not only just dance therapists using therapy for our mental health, but there's also dancers. Uh, I met up with a b boy. Uh, who's who's now into physical therapy? I love that da- there are dancers now who are in physical therapy. Yeah, like John, John,
0: same. <laughs>
1: that, that understand how we have messed up our bodies in various yep, ways. Like fix me. <laughs> yeah, so it's like I and yeah, that guy uh, gave me some great tips to help my lower back and everything. Oh, good. So, but yeah, I just love that. I guess the dance community is now going to like somehow helping the rest of the world. We found like this little this treasure that we found, and yeah. we're trying trying to use it. So that regular people can use it and kind of experience the benefits we got uh, as dancers, but now it's like helping them in a different way.
0: Yeah, yeah. for us,
1: I think, it was mainly like, like an escape, mm-hmm. or like um,
0: was well, therapeutic for us. Yeah, yeah. Well, It really
1: was like the the hard work, the hell weeks, <laughs> <laughs>
2: hell,
0: months. hell
1: months. Oh god, you guys had hell months. Oh,
0: we had the hell years.
1: <laughs> what? What? What the? Just (laughs) moving on. No, just kidding. (laughs) Dang, yeah, I mean, I can, I can imagine how intense rehearsals are, but the product always turned out great, in my opinion.
0: I I will admit that, yeah, for sure, so great. I mean, yeah, all of that experience was, you know, everything that I'm taking in with me now, and you know how I approach life. So it's. it's
1: Yeah, like how? What? Now I'm gonna get interested. Like, what would you say to yourself? your 16 year old self
0: oh my 16 year old self yeah um get ready <laughs>
1: <laughs> damn <laughs> this is get gonna ready right. life's gonna punch you in the face
0: <laughs> <laughs> um get ready for what just everything that life is gonna throw at you i t- did not expect this is where i was gonna be at um i had i think even you know being raised in filipino families it's like become a nurse become a doctor uh, become yeah. a pediatrician become a lawyer Is that your route? um i've i almost attempted to go to nursing school i um yeah my mom was like be a doctor be a pediatrician i wanted to be a pediatrician for the longest time when uh-huh. i was younger and then i realized how much schooling was and I was like eh. <laughs> um <Dead>. so yeah <laughs> completely um but yeah it was i had all of these things but the thing that stayed consistent throughout all of those years was dance. Mm. Um, and, you know, and psychology, it was just, I'm, I like learning. And like with people, like social interactions, I was always about like, why do people do what we do?
2: Yeah,
0: um, And so I honestly, there's nothing I regret. I don't regret anything um, about how I got here because it just, this entire path has helped me to shape who i am today and also um helped me to like have that motivation to grab my learning experiences and like translate that into my work and how i work with my clients um and just like in people my relationships too you know yeah yeah
1: so for working with you do you have a regular session or it's primarily one-on-one
2: right now
0: Um, right now I'm, so I mentioned my internship that's at, um, the hospital, um, I'm working in groups there. Um, and it's very kind of like free form. Like they're able, like we always have those groups, um, those days, those times. Um, but because it's acute, the, the patients there aren't there for maybe max, like more than two weeks. Oh. there so I might see different people every day sometimes mm. they don't want to come to group or sometimes they're kind of in and out um oh. and what I really enjoy about um this so far that I've started is that um yes we do give them the option to like you know self-regulate if you feel like this is too much being in this group you know take time to take a break and then you can come back when you feel ready yeah. um there's no pressure to be like no you have to stay in this room and stay confined yeah um and I think that's a lot of what dance therapy is, it's, like, this flow. Mm. Like, you you can't, and what I'm learning, because I'm, like, a perfectionist and very, like, (laughs) organized and, like, you know, structured, you can't have, you can have a plan when you go into the session, but know that it can go anywhere. Mm.
1: Um, That sounds like like, a lot of things in life. Like, you have a plan, then shit
2: happens.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, So it's, yeah, I think it's... um, that's, that's the part I really like about it is that there's freedom, um, and there's essentially no mistakes in that group. Like, whatever you do is, like, you know, your subconscious, like, really taking you there to do that. Sometimes people do things and they're like, What well, I don't even know why I did that, right? Like, not even, like, not in just, like, therapy sessions, but it's, like, in life. Like, sometimes we do things where, like, oh, like, I,
2: uh-huh. I don't
0: know why I did that. Um, but there's something underneath there, right? Like, that's, that's trying to get out or whatever, so. Yeah
2: huh that's what yeah because i've
1: had those moments uh like where an emotion just overwhelms me and it just happens and i feel like for me because i um it's like almost like i wake up from the moment like and i think sometimes it's like i think majority of it has been like from my fits of rage Mm -hmm. and i I feel like my body is waking up like i'm aware of what's happening but like i feel like a, a a veil is coming off yeah. and then at the same time there's still pressure and I'm feeling uh like my body's numb but it, it I wasn't sitting on it mm. so so that those are the moments where I feel like I don't know I just did that I just did it yeah like or even or even when I go into a cypher sometimes I still get sick, scared freestyling mm. like going to cypher I don't know if you like it's like like going into a freestyle circle or proper term cypher um <laughs> is like I'm I still get nervous. I'm like, but when you just jump in there's that wave like or, and you just do it and like you have no idea what you just did? Yeah, you just do it. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: I think that's kinda of like the fun the, the the more productive way of doing it, but yeah. Yeah.
2: Wait.
1: I'm bored with you now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I got all the, all the information I wanted. Uh. No, um luckily like, you guys have no idea how comfortable we are right now. We are not, we're being totally Filipino. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, when it comes, for someone who's afraid to start doing therapy, mm-hmm. cause you know, it's like, they're afraid of that judgment. Like, what would you say to them?
0: Um, well, I'd probably ask like, why, you know, what's, what's holding you back? What are you afraid of? Um, what are your fears about this? Um, And I mean, not as, not as the the therapist, like I wouldn't ask these questions. Like, I mean, obviously that's before they'd come to the session, Uh, right? If it was a friend you know, and I was talking to them and they were like, I'm, I'm scared to go to therapy. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I would, I would probably just ask them like, and maybe they don't need to tell me what it is, but like maybe for themselves, like, what is it really that you're afraid of? Um, and then tackle those tackle those thoughts with like, you know, facts or things objectively, like what's really happening. And all you know, most, not most, but like I I know for myself, like I was pretty, I was pretty scared. Um, just because you know it's, like I said before, it takes you to a very vulnerable place. Yeah. Um, and not everybody wants to go there. Not everybody wants to feel all their feelings. You know, people cry, and they're like. Try, trying to stop their tears from falling like or they you know yeah
2: that's... they go
0: to a different room to cry which is i mean you know do what you do but it's also like why is that um also another like social construct that crying is a bad thing yeah stop crying you know like don't, don't cry yeah, yeah exactly you know <laughs> and it's yeah it's all these sayings i think that are really influencing us and and we may not know it, but, like, these voices are constantly being repeated in our head. That's not even our own voice. Yeah. You know? But it drives us to guilt. It drives us to shame. You know? It drives us to, um, feeling bad about ourselves, um, for something that's so natural. You should be crying just as much as you should be laughing. You know? Like, all of these things, like, they have their polarities, but that's what makes us human in the end.
1: Yeah, I think, I definitely, like, vibe with that with being okay to cry I used to um, be I, th- I remember in high school or or college I, I remember I was so angry at my friends because I discovered that they were doing drugs not and that it wasn't weed <laughs>
2: uh,
1: it was worse uh, and I had I felt such a such a deep deep betrayal
2: mm.
1: uh, and I, I, I remember telling myself I'm gonna be so cold and all that try to like, try not to cry show an emotion but it was like I just became angry as fuck all the time. Yeah. So and it's and it takes I feel, and I've noticed uh, is that it takes a lot more effort to stay angry than just to be like relaxed and happy. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, they're here. I gotta stay mad at them.
0: Right. right. Okay. <laughs> Versus
1: like you know being forgiving, and you know forgiving doesn't mean forgetting. I think that it's like it's not it's not being weak. It's like it's for your own peace of mind.
2: Yeah. So, really.
1: And then I took, that took me a long time to get because I was holding it against them and they didn't know it.
0: Mm. And
1: then I just carried that on. But yeah.
0: Something (laughs) that really sticks with me is that, um, the fact that anger is actually a secondary emotion. Yes.
1: That's (laughs) what I learned from, you're the the second person to, I've ever heard say that. Really? Yeah. The first person was uh, my anger management therapist.
0: Oh yeah. So. Yes. Um, will be $75. No, um, I think it's a great thing for everybody to PayPal know. Link, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> link below. Um, it's so good to, to acknowledge that and to know that because, um, really when we become angry, that's, that's not the first thing that we're feeling. There's something else underneath that, whether it was disappointment, sadness, you know, fear, yes. like worried. Um, you know, betrayed all of these things. Um, but anger is kind of like what seems like the easiest to access because it's just so quick and so passionate. And yeah. Like, um, and also the stigmas of like, you're not allowed to be weak. Um, yeah. because crying is weak and you can't do that. Yeah. Right. Um, or even just like being the bigger person. Like, why does it take so much of it for us to be it's like, a lot of effort. actually, you know, when you really, nah, yeah. Yeah. I'm a Leo, and I'm stubborn as hell, so oh. <laughs> I kind of, like, I feel like I have to deal with that all the time in myself to be like, no, just calm down.
1: Yeah, dude, like, when I heard that, that was, like, one of my biggest breakthroughs. I'm like, that does then I started, like, question like, what's the underlying motion of my anger this time? Yeah. Like, what am I afraid of? Is it because I'm afraid of, you know, what, some of the things I like, get triggered on is, like, my time being wasted. Mm. Like, because I'm like... I'm very protective of my time my schedule i have a, my schedule is like 4 a.m yeah. like this was on my schedule i, I sent you the cool invite this is yes. on my schedule yeah i'm like i had to make sure this is time blocked um so like that's one of the things another one is like if i'm losing time spending time with family like if, or i just don't like a lot of my triggers really are coming from um i think just from my current awareness is wasting time mm because i because i'm su- i'm hyper aware that we, i don't get it back
2: it's like i'm gonna
0: leave you with a question and i don't okay. want you to answer it right now but whose voice in that in your head are you hearing mm. that you need to have you need to be organized you need to have this time structure you need to have this
2: yeah i don't
0: know maybe it's your own maybe I, it's I, you know i but... think it's
1: something i imposed on myself um when i started reading more books on like building your own business mm. and, then, and then being that time is, your most valuable non renewable resource. being meticulous
0: about that. Yeah. 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 So,
1: and then I, I used to be very hyper protective of it where I would be very easily tr- Like it was worse. Like this is what got me in trouble. I landed in jail, mm. got me to 52 weeks of everything. Yeah. So, um, um, so that's where like, it's been a process, but I've been, I, I when it's my time and I put it together, like for me to do work, I get to be intentional, but I also have learned to be a lot more flexible. That mm. shit fucking happens. Yeah. Like today, I had like, I was gonna work on these certain things, and actually, I ended up pushing it in the afternoon because a prospect called, and I'm like, okay, now I have a, a, a pitch meeting. Yeah. So, okay, every, every everything got jumbled around in the afternoon. Mm. So, I was like, okay, whatever. It's like if things, at least I got one thing done.
2: Yeah.
1: And that it doesn't have to be all done, just one. Thing to move forward an inch is an inch oh
0: yeah. yeah yeah that's great i've definitely had those times i've broken down in my car because i was so adamant about these are the things i need to get done today and i probably only did one but like <laughs> really i like, treated myself like not not compassionately at all i don't know what the other word for that is but um yeah so that's that's quite interesting i i like to call that like structured improv it's like you have you like you have an idea of where you want to go but it's also like yeah able to be maneuvered and
1: like one of my favorite sayings is like from tony robbins i think is like be attached to the goal but be flexible in getting there
0: mm, yes
1: because it's, it's like if being rigid is like just means you're not making room for possibility or uh-huh. growth
0: or opportunity or
1: opportunities or, or even more importantly the people who love you yeah because it's like like if you don't if if, if because I think one of the things that I think really woke me up is, is when I was over-prioritizing work and my son needed to go to the doctor. Oh, I was, and I was and uh, his mom was like, it's breaking my heart that you're prioritizing work then bring him to the doctor to get checked in. And I'm like, oh shit. So,
0: that's great communication though. Like, Instead of like, you are not prioritizing this, you're not doing this, da-da-da. Like, like, blame like
1: way like, before we even like, decided to just be co-parents like we went to a lot of couples therapy and a lot of individual therapy we were like very very much on the same page of trying to be good communicators good, yeah. which is i'm very grateful for because now we can display that to jordan mm. to be good at communicating and he's been he's such like a like off on a tangent now like he's such a like a sweet little boy like um His mom recently had gone to a car accident that her back was hurting and he like lifted her face and said it's okay mom we got this i love you
2: oh my god (laughs) we didn't
1: teach you that but he's yeah Oh, it's
2: really great yeah
1: and like i i think that's like one of my goals like i think that's what one of becoming a dad woke me up in having to learn how to manage my emotions better because i used to think controlling your emotions meant stop yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. But it's more rather, and I've learned it's like learning how to be calm in the middle of the storm, kind of thing. Santosha,
0: I literally just had this yoga class <laughs> the other day. Santosha, I'm pretty sure that's how you say it. It's like it's exactly that, like staying calm in the midst of chaos. Like there's mm. so much happening, but being able to find like that zen for yourself. Mm, yes. Throughout all of that, yeah. Is
1: that sent? Is that a what is sent? Is that like a religious practice if it was,
0: uh, I think it's just from like from yoga practices. oh yes. yeah so
1: oh wow because I always called it stoicism like stoicism there's a practice a philosophy called stoicism the common misconception of stoicism is like you're stoic you're cold
2: you're attached uh,
1: uh-huh. uh that's like the misconception because the stoics have a high priority of being even-keeled and their focus uh, is always on what they can control not oh. on external circumstances.
2: Oh, that's interesting. That's
1: one and it was, uh, the the my favorite comparison of it is if the Zen Buddhist was the quiet monk in the in the beautiful mountains, the Stoic is the qua is the calm man in the middle of the of chaos. Oh. Because, okay. Like the Stoicism was adapted by emperors uh the roman times so they can learn how to. one of the most famous ones is marcus aurelius Mm. he's a he's he was a stoic he always kept reminding himself like you like he even had a he hired someone to always tell him remember you're only human oh
0: wow he hired somebody for that yeah one job yeah (laughs)
2: you're
1: only human (laughs) grapes (laughs) but yeah that's that's what i love about stoicism it's like it's uh because it's one thing to be go to a retreat, feel all the rah rah, and feel calm, and then you're thrown back into the chaos. Exactly. And how it's do you like, what am
0: I? How am I supposed to do? Yeah. Bring this over to
1: this? Yeah. So that's what fascinated me about Stoicism is like, um, they're very. Some people would say pessimistic, but it's like they, I think they ground grounded in. These can happen. Yeah. Like one of the, my favorite saying is like, like their old saying is like, yeah, I'll take a ship to make it to the other island, unless it sinks
2: oh yeah. yeah like that.
1: there's the goal but unless you know things happen too
0: right, uh, right. So think,
1: uh, one of my favorite things that they did i mentioned this in a previous podcast is that they do things called oh, there's something called fear casting fear setting
2: mm-hmm. not fear setting is it
1: um that sounds
2: familiar. i
1: think it's called yeah it's fear setting so whereas goals we set the goals here's how we're going to do it fear setting is like here's what i'm afraid of mm-hmm. worst case scenario but you write back you write things down how you recover yeah so it's like it's very much the whole yoda thing like define your fears and
2: you can conquer it
0: well it's the same thing with anxiety they're fear thoughts right what if what if what if like it's all these things but like you know it's 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 trying to battle that of like objectively what is happening here because you're now you're starting to think about something that's happening in the future instead of what's happening right now yeah um and so i mean i suffer from anxiety a lot too so i think that's like, what I, have you know, I know that's what I've been working on a lot is, like, making sure that um, whatever is happening in this moment, like, I'm only using that information instead of the what-ifs. Um, and also, like, if you're thinking about the what-ifs, what if it, you know, and usually those are fear-based, so it's negative. What if this negative outcome happens? Also, well, what you know, if the, the, the positive? is true. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
1: That, that, yeah, I love the whole, um, yeah, because I, I honestly used to be socially anxious, like, still so out. Um, like I like, <laughs> um, go out and I would always think people were judging usually because in elementary school I had really puffy brusly hair and mm. I was teased a lot for it, mm. and it was, it's bruly but I was still like getting laughed at um, so I when I grew up thinking like in high school and college people were judging me because of my hair um, and what I did was I went I, I, I started uh, I Went on a mission to learn how to talk to girls because oh, I was super like, because one one other trigger not trigger uh, catalyst for that was my friends would end up dating the new girl in the social circles like man I don't want to date anyone in the same circle uh, yeah. yeah so I'm like so I was like okay I gotta learn how to do like do things on my own mm-hmm. so I figured you know take tackle two bridges one stone so what I did was go out Thursday Friday Saturday Sunday night
0: wow. with friends
1: to learn how to talk to girls deal with that anxiety <laughs> exposure get, therapy get yeah i guess so like, and then get a shit ton of nose uh-huh. but eventually start getting experiencing the wins yeah like like okay the first step was ask what time it was Aww. <laughs> it's, it's it's so like easy but when you ha- when you're consciously having to do it instead of needing to do it yeah it's like it's scarier or oh. like okay next thing is hold a conversation for five minutes or mm. uh event or learn to get their number or like, or learn how to talk, not to just one person. How do how do you manage talking to a group?
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. Ta- ta- uh, yeah, it just it was a massive, like really like, immersed learning experience, um, and it definitely helped me out. Not not just like, talking, getting more confident, obviously talking to girls, but it helped me be more carefree mm-hmm. of other people's opinions. Because I, I, at one point, I broke like in the middle of everything. I was like, I just thought. No one gives a shit what the fuck I'm doing right now. Like, <laughs> True. and that's what—that's the freedom I got. I'm yeah. like, no one, like, no one gives a shit.
2: Yeah. And
1: then, um, I started saying more ridiculous things, more vulgar things. So this is like one of the, when we see her, so I say the most ridiculous shit ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, that's kind of like what led to it, because most of the time, people are too busy in their own heads to really give, to truly give a shit about the stupid things you're doing
0: yeah that's true so
1: that was like and even now just thinking about it i still feel that that relief and that freedom because i don't know if i feel like i witness a lot of people that are too afraid to act because of the their they value other people's opinions over their own more yeah
0: yeah what is it you miss 100 percent of the shots, shots you don't them. take yes what <laughs> uh, is that uh not michael jordan
1: no it's not someone
0: Whoever oh, yeah. comments on this yeah, comment <laughs> write it down
1: you'll get a hug from
2: the both of
1: us <laughs> All right so uh let's start wrapping it up yeah um I'm going to ask you like a couple I'm going to try to do a rapid fire question but it's like off the top of my head's Okay. Hot, my head's
0: Yeah
1: all of them <laughs> <laughs> all of them Um okay first one what would you do with a million dollars
0: Ooh, um I would um, establish all of the all of my priorities and um, ration out what I would do with that money.
1: <laughs> well, sorry, I can I imagine you like getting all of it. I'm like
0: like okay, right, so I have here for you. This for you. I this for you. Um, no, um, I mean plenty of things. I, I'm in this helping field because I want to help um, help people like live in our shitty-ass society at <laughs> times. Um, so, um, and actually one of my goals is to actually, I said actually twice, one of my goals is to actually travel with a group of healers um, at some point and oh, cool. just offer workshops, offer opportunities um, in, um, in different countries and um, just give them that sort of like experience um, to see what these sort of like, therapies are, um, are like, um, so I don't know. Maybe I'll use some of the money for that.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, um, what is something? Oh, what do you call, what's your current playlist for working out?
0: Ooh, for working out, um, I really like um, tropical house music. Oh. I think there's a there might be a playlist on Spotify.
2: Tropical house, yeah.
0: Um, because it's, like, upbeat, keeps you keeps you moving. Yeah. Um, I think there's a playlist on Spotify. Most of the time, I just put it on, sh- like, my library on Shuffle, and then just kind just of... Just let it go? Yeah.
1: What, okay, well, what's something you dislike that everyone would kind of hate you for?
0: Pineapple on pizza. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay, I'm a, I'm a recent convert of that, honestly. Okay. Like, I, I thought it was the stupidest thing ever, but yeah. I, actually, I tried it. The sweetness with the... It, I don't know if you ever tried it. But it's it's pretty good. Wait, what? With uh, the pineapple on pizza? Yeah, yeah. It's actually pretty. Uh, yeah, have you eaten it?
0: Wait, didn't you say it's something that you like that other people would hate you for?
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I I used to be on the, your boat, on your side.
0: I like I love pineapple on. Oh, pizza. you
1: do? Okay. I thought sorry. Thought, sorry, You're I switched it around. Yes, yeah. yeah. I I twisted it. I'm sorry. <laughs> so that's right. Okay, we both like the same thing. Yes! <laughs>
0: okay, I was like, I totally oh. messed that up. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
1: Um, With
0: banana peppers. I'll add banana peppers on that, too. Pineapple, Canadian bacon, banana peppers. If there's basil, gotta Um, add some greens. Damn. Yeah, Uh, yeah,
1: greens. It's gonna make (laughs) it healthier.
0: (laughs) Made me feel better, at least.
1: (laughs) Okay. um, What's one random thing people don't know that you are able... One random random thing about you.
0: One random thing about me... um, I... I mean, I, I kind of think that a lot of people know this, but I can binge watch crazy, like, a lot. Like, I will finish seasons in days.
1: Oh, my God. You're, you're like a, you're like a, her- <laughs> a hermit.
0: <laughs> I will literally, if I'm so invested in the show, I, yeah, I'll kind of, like, shun everybody else out of my world and watch it
2: no one exists
0: and sometimes i'll even make my friends watch it like when they come over and i'll be like oh you'll like, oh, hey,
1: oh, hey let's hang out just kidding we're gonna watch this shit. yeah but like... i'm
0: never gonna tell them that <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's, a, it's a fucking trap <laughs> um okay um last question and I, this question was inspired by another another podcast called school of greatness
2: okay
1: um and i love i love this question um you're on your deathbed
2: mm-hmm. that's it
1: I'm just kidding. So you're on your you're on your deathbed. Um, everything you your work is gone. Okay. There's no more internet. It's post apocalyptic, okay. you know. Um, and you you're given a piece of paper, a pen and paper to write down the three pieces of advice to help people to their extent to their success. What would
0: that be? Um, three things. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. There's so many to choose from, but I would say, um, you are enough. Mm. Um, I would say, um, invest in doing something that you love. Mm. Um, and lastly, um, be kind to
1: yourself. Ooh, that's a good one.
2: Yeah.
1: Cool. All right. So, um, where can people find you online, to stalk you? Whether Ooh, it's... find me
0: online.
2: Yeah. Um.
0: So I'm <laughs> on Facebook, Vicky Mae Alvarez. Instagram. Um. My personal is Vix Mae, V-I-X-M-A-E. My Let's Dance It Out account is Let's underscore Dance It Out. Um. I don't really want to give you my Twitter. But <laughs> <laughs> Dang. <Yeah.
2: laughs> <laughs>
1: she spe- she spills all the tea there all
0: the
1: tea <laughs> alright so that is it I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode of Emory TV, Vision Paradox TV Move, Groove, Grow podcast uh, if you guys got any particular questions feel free to hit her up especially with the dance movement therapy if you guys are in the LA area make sure you guys please, please check it out therapy is an amazing thing I know some of you might have a little bit of resistance to it um, it's helped me out, it's helped her out whenever you're ready yeah whenever you're ready (laughs) do it now do it now peer pressure (laughs) alright thank you guys for watching if you guys like this video make sure you hit like subscribe share this with friends who you think might benefit from it and other than that hope you guys have an amazing day night week month I'll see you guys soon peace bye